0: Okay, welcome to a special episode of the Gravity Podcast. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. I'm grateful that we've been able to share some incredible journeys over the last few months, but I haven't had a chance to really share my own story yet. So this coming episode is really the origin of who I am and how I found my purpose and why Gravity exists today and really why this podcast and everything else that we're focused on has come to me and to the world. This recording comes from the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's annual meeting on February 6, 2020. It's the first time I've ever really opened up on this level in public, certainly in front of over a thousand people. I chose to share my story at this event because I felt it was really important for the business community to hear an authentic, vulnerable story filled with challenge and trauma and how we can connect to each other and really that we're all the same. And it's important for us to share ourselves so that we can come together and really lead in our businesses and our communities and our families in a way that is honest and authentic. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you would share it with a friend. I believe stories have the power to help us change ourselves, and as a result, change the world, but only if we share them. So thank you. I appreciate all the support I've received. And now let's dive in. I have to tell you, I've never given this speech before, and I've never spoken to an audience of this size, so I'm a little nervous, but I am honored and I'm humbled to be here Today, with you to share the stage with Janelle and Dee and have an opportunity to share my story with you. I've spent a lot of time in therapy, which, yeah, and I'm not talking about what it took just to get on stage today. (laughs) Um, And I know that's probably not how you would expect me to start a Chamber of Commerce speech, (laughs) especially with the level up theme, but it's true, and it's part of what I wanna talk to you about today. Because I believe before we can start leveling up, we've got to go back and we have to really look at who we are at our core. And I've spent a lot of time in therapy and in coaching looking at that so that I could create from that place, from my highest and best self. See, I believe we were all born pure of a divine energy, the oneness, the universe, God, whatever it is that you call it, whatever it is that you believe, but it's pure and it's with a purpose. And then along the way, life happens. Our societal expectations, our parental programming, our childhoods, our traumas, they start to sink in and take hold and take us away from that purpose. For me, I was programmed to be a man, a tough man, the kind of man my grandfather and father wanted me to be. My grandfather, he grew up poor. He used to say he had holes in his shoes, kind of poor. He never went to college. He couldn't afford it. So he started a business, and that business had success. And with that success, he started to give his kids, he thought he would show them love by giving them everything he never had clothes and trips, travel, restaurants, schools, cars, anything to show his love. But my father took on the programming that that was all that mattered, that the stuff, the things, success, business, money, looking good, that that was all that mattered, which of course didn't fill him up. The things didn't fill him up. Instead, it left him empty. It left him with a void, a void that he would fill with alcohol, with work, with sex, anything to fill him up. It led to addiction, to abuse, to uh, affairs, and ultimately bankruptcy and later in life, even jail, And he took all that programming and he put it on me. He said that I needed to be more. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't enough. I needed to sit up straight, look people in the eye, shake their hands, be tough, be a man, have good manners, put my spoon on the left and my fork on the right. I think it's the other way around, actually. I never got that one straight. (laughs) But I wasn't a man. I was just a boy. I was just a kid, a sensitive kid. And I think we're all born that way. It was getting squished out of me. And then I think the universe thought that maybe we had enough, that the chaos and the abuse was too much. And at a low point in my mother's life, she was coming home from Columbus. We lived in Akron at the time. Her father had just passed away and her car broke down on the side of the highway. She was alone in the dark and a truck pulled up alongside of her and offered her a ride home. She got that ride all the way back to Akron. A trucker and his wife And they stopped at their parents' house to check in on their aging parents. And my mom, she was witnessing all this. These people that appeared to have nothing, that actually had everything. They had love. They had each other. They had their family and those around them. And so she did what women in 1984 in Akron, Ohio, did not do. She got a divorce. She left that abusive household. She took my sister and I to Columbus where we would start a new life. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that new life. And we would find a really loving new household, a great opportunity to start over. But I was filled with all these insecurities, all these fears. And so I tried to do what my father did. I would I would drink, I would party, I would have sex, drugs, anything that would fill me up, anything to hide from those insecurities and from those fears. But I would start to find the most beautiful people, people that would open me up in Columbus, people that were creative. I discovered my high school art room where I would learn to see people fully expressed. It took me to music. Music took me to concerts. Concerts took me to the Grateful Dead, where I found community of all places. <laughs> yes. And I never thought that I was smart. I had been told I wasn't smart enough, so I didn't excel in school. But Then I got to college, and I would have these flashes of insight. My late therapist, Norman Shubb, used to call them flashes of insight in a psychology class, and an architecture class, where I started to feel alive, awake, that maybe there was something there for me. And then nothing woke me up more than in 1995, as I was watching the Ohio State-Michigan game at the bar with my buddies. Tim Bianca Batuca was running all over Ohio State that year. It was a bad day for the Buckeyes. But I watched this woman walk into the bar, and I knew the second I saw her that she would be my wife. There was something about her. She was a teacher, and she would become my ultimate teacher. 25 years later, she still is. And I knew I needed to do whatever it would take for her to marry me, to impress her parents, to be enough. So I graduated from college as fast as I could. I didn't do the things that I had dreamed about, go to Europe or back to architecture school. I did what every good Jewish boy was programmed to do. I got a job at a bank. Yes, I would be a banker. And I would do all the things that my dad programmed me to do. I would look people in the eye and shake their hands and and work late and work hard and and, and yes, sir, no, sir, and go to the bar and drink the beer and the scotch after the beer. And I was really like, you know, being somebody, something. I thought this was going somewhere. I got a business card. It said vice president on it. And I took it to my high school reunion. I was really proud of myself. It was a misprint. I wasn't a vice president. In fact, I was a lousy banker and I was afraid that maybe they would find that out. So I ran from that job to a multi-generational family business where I could hide, where maybe they wouldn't find out that I wasn't smart enough. But I learned, I had the opportunity to learn from amazing people. A coach, I didn't know what a coach was 10 years ago, but Chet Scott and Built to Lead, who's here with me today, he taught me what it meant to have a worldview, to have beliefs, to have an identity, a purpose, and that maybe I could love my life and my work, they could be one. And then I went to something called Landmark Forum, my wife and I, were, we learned that our stories and our attachments about our childhood, they didn't have to mean as much as we were making them. I wrote these words on this piece of paper, which I carry around with me today, that I could be compassionate and present, courageous, confident, in the author of my own life. And then I went to something called Summit Series, where there were people, thousands of them, that were already authoring their own lives it was the early days, people from Google, the founders of PayPal, Charity Water, there was yoga, there was meditation. I was at a small dinner with a guy named Gary V. Gary V. he was screaming at me. I didn't know who he was. He was spitting at me that he was going to own the New York Jets, this 30-something, and it was blowing my mind. So I came home. I started Kaufman Development with the idea that we could build communities that would be beautiful from the inside out, that there would be passion and inspiration everywhere you turned. We went from the suburbs to downtown. We offered people chances to meditate, to learn how to meditate, to own a plot in a community garden. We partnered with people like Matthew Goldstein at BESA to provide thousands of volunteer hours around the community so people could start to love their lives. And then a friend introduced me to something called Independence Day, a festival in Franklinton. And I walked into Independence Day. It felt like I was seeing my wife walk into the bar for the first time or being back in that high school art room. I knew, I knew that this would be the place for our next expression, that we would throw it all out. We would start over. We would sell everything. And we would go all in on something called gravity. Gravity would be a place where we would honor people's full expression, their well-being, their impact. We opened this spring, we've hosted hundreds of events, we started a speaker series, just launched a podcast where you can hear full-length stories, stories like this, people's journeys vulnerably, because 10 minutes is not enough to do this, by the way. And all these amazing people joined us, Doug Ullman and his army of cancer warriors at Pelotonia, Kenny Sipes from Roosevelt Coffee, who's fighting human trafficking with every cup of coffee he pours artist Lauren Carter Best, who heals by painting and elevating awareness around mental health as she battles her own issues. And gravity is growing. We're going across the street, where we're partnering with the city of Columbus and Homeport to tackle affordability, communal living, a social innovation center, more events, more programs, more opportunities for people to connect and to collaborate and to live their best lives. And no longer will people have to walk into therapy offices that make them feel more depressed before they even get started. We're launching Interspace at Gravity, which will aim to eliminate the stigma around therapy to elevate the experience, beautiful spaces that will energize people to do this work and hopefully change how therapy is done in this country. And later this year, we're launching our venture capital fund, where no longer will we subscribe to the idea that 8 out of 10 companies has to fail that unicorns are the way forward. Instead, we will invest dollars on top of dollars to holistically support entrepreneurs as they create from a sustainable and healthy place. We'll invest in their therapy, their coaching, we'll monitor sleep, nutrition, their relationships. And I continue to invest in people personally outside the fund, people like Hakeem Callwood, who started Space Boy and Space Girl, an animated television show for children, that has African-American superheroes, that teaches young kids to be empowered, to be heroes in their own lives. And I continue to invest above all else into my family because I know that it's not the programming that matters. Instead, I'm investing in them by giving them love, by giving them time, giving them space to go on their own journey. And see, I'm far from perfect, and I I know that. I'm a work in progress. You can just ask my therapist. But I believe, I believe if we're going to level up if we're truly going to do this, we have to go back, back to that purity, back to that divine creation. And we need to author our own lives, that everybody has a story. And it's not too late. It's never too late to author your own life. This community needs you to do that. Your families need you. Your businesses need you. And most importantly, you need you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Gravity Podcast. Please subscribe to the show at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the entire Gravity Project, please go to gravityproject.com. Please check out the podcast on Instagram at the Gravity Podcast. Music heard of the show is provided courtesy of Kyle Lamoro and Oliver Oak.